Well, welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 13 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, and then I might even throw a sports story or something going on in the political environment or something that's happening in my everyday life. So today is uh, May 21st, Friday afternoon. So welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody. Glad to have you here. I've done just a short podcast last week. I took the week off for the most part because my son graduated from high school. And also, as we've talked about, they were in the state baseball championship. And fortunately, that game did not work out as, as we would hope. They lost two to zero. It was heartbreaking. My senior, it was his last high school baseball game. He was a little torn up with him and, and some of his teammates, but it was uh, fun to watch him. My brother came down and and watched watched them both play, so it was it was a fun time. And then we had all of the graduation activities going on. We had the rehearsal and a brunch for the parents, and then the actual graduation. And then we had all sorts of family over in my to see him. And and then we had some graduation parties to go to. And so it was just a it was a good time. I, I made it through it. Didn't know if I could or not. The, it was pretty emotional on me, and even sitting here talking about it, it still kind of starts to get to me when I start to think about how fast time goes by. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. I wanted to go through a, a report that the Heritage Foundation put out, and I just thought it was interesting. And this is something that I'm going to share the link to it, but I want to go through it because it's, it's pretty simple. It's an easy read, and it gives you it is eight stubborn facts on gun violence in America, and it just kind of breaks out some of those things that the left likes to, to champion and what the truth is behind them. And so here's, a, here's, here's what the eight facts are, and then we're going to dig into each one just real quickly. This is, like I said, it's a short read. I'll put the link to where you can get this report for yourself, but, and then you can use this to share with anybody on your family that's on the left. So the eight facts are, one, violent crime is down and has been on the, de- on the decline for decades. Two, principal public safety concerns with respect to guns are suicide and illegally owned handguns, not mass shootings. A small number of factors significantly increase the likelihood that a person will be a victim of gun-related homicide. Number four, gun-related murders are carried out by a predictably predictable pool of people. Five, higher rates of gun ownership are not associated with higher rates of violent crime. Six, there is no clear relationship between strict gun control legislation and homicide or violent crime rates. Seven, legally owned firearms are used for lawful purposes much more often than they are used to commit crimes or suicide. And eight, concealed carry permit holders are not the problem, but they may be part of the solution. The first fact is violent crime is down and has been on the violent decline for decades. So America is actually relatively safe and the trend is toward becoming safer. Violent crime has been declining steadily since the early 1990s, according to the National Crime Victim Survey. The 2011 homicide rate was almost half of the rate in 1991, according to Pew Research, and the 2013 gun-related deaths rate was half of the rate in 2000, in 1993, and the number of non-fatal firearm crimes committed in 2011 was one-sixth the number of crimes in 1993. That is something that you are not hearing in the mainstream media. The second stubborn fact is the principal public safety concerns with respect to guns are suicide and illegally owned handguns, not mass shooting. 
Since 1981, when the Centers of Disease Control began publishing data, gun suicides have outnumbered gun homicides. In 2010 alone, 19,392 Americans used guns to kill themselves. Now, this is an unfortunate uh, stat, and it is way too high. But, again, the public safety is not around violent crime. It's around suicides and All the gun legislation that they are putting out there does very little to address this fact. The FBI's Uniform Crime Reports prove that the overwhelming majority of gun-related homicides are perpetrated perpetrated with handguns with rifles of any kind accounting for less than 3% of gun-related homicides. More people are stabbed to death every year than are murdered with rifles. Again, you continue that everything is around handguns. Now there is I mean, they're trying to ban, you know, the assault, the evil black rifle, the assault rifle. But again, you can see that that, again, is not what the threat is out there. But the left really doesn't care about that. The third stubborn fact is a small number of factors significantly increase the likelihood that a person will be a victim of gun-related homicide. So, again... I have have not, unfortunately, experienced anybody that's been a victim of gun-related violence and as most people and that is again because of my circumstances are not one that puts me in a high risk category and that a lot of these categories what does put you are in a high risk category is controllable so for example where you live murders in the united states are very concentrated according to the crime prevention Research Center, over 50% of the murders occur in 2% of the nation's 3,142 counties. Who's your partner? According to the, a recent scholarly article in the Hastings Law Journal, people recently are currently involved in an abusive relationship are much more likely to be victims of gun-related homicide. Are you in a gang? Obviously. 15% so, according to the Department of Justice National Gang Center, particularly in urban areas, significant percentage of gun-related homicides, 15 to 33 percent, are linked with gang and drug activity. Are you male between 15 and 34? So that's the majority of standard gun murder victims are men between the ages of 15 and 34. Although black men make up only roughly 7 percent of the population. They account for almost two-thirds of gun murder victims every year. So we've heard this before. It's a black-on-black crime. The the black population are killing themselves. And again, that comes down to the breakdown of the the nuclear family, fathers not being in the household, and those types of things. And those things are critical to the to the the, the improvement of of the black community and their their lives and those are things that the left currently does not want to talk about they're all about breaking up the nuclear family and keeping them uh, dependent on the state the fourth stubborn fact which is very similar to the third that the gun-related murders are carried out by a predictable pool of people. So according to a new, a numerous studies, almost all mass shooting public shooters have extensive history of mental health issues, whether the delusional or psychotic or depressed and disturbing behaviors or interpersonal violence. Interpartner pers- conflicts and domestic violent history are major risk factors for homicides, homicidal suicides and And in urban areas, a small number of recidivist violent offenders are typically responsible for the majority of gun violence. So again, none of our laws or proposed gun control actually have any impact on these factors. The fifth one is higher rates of gun ownership are not associated with higher rates of violent crime. Again, as gun sales go up, 
does not link to a, a correlated increase in violent crime. In Switzerland and Israel, for example, they have much higher gun ownership rates than the United States, but experience far fewer homicides and have much lower violent crime than many European nations with strict gun control. The rate of gun ownership is higher among whites than it is among African Americans in the United States, but the murder rate among African Americans is significantly higher than the rate among whites. And similarly, the rate of gun ownership is higher in rural areas than in urban areas, but urban areas experience higher murder rates. The sixth stubborn fact is there is no clear relationship between strict gun control legislation and homicide or violent crime rates. So, the Brady campaign against gun violence ironically makes it makes this clear with the ratings that they put on states based on their gun laws. So gun freedom states that score poor, that score poorly like New Hampshire, Vermont, Idaho, and Oregon have some of the lowest homicide rates. Conversely, gun control loving states have received higher that receive higher scores like Maryland and Illinois experience some of the nation's highest rates. So again, the more gun control it looks like the more crime. The number seventh of those stubborn facts that they don't want to talk about is legally owned firearms are used for lawful purposes much more often than they are used to commit crimes or suicide. So, in 2013, President Obama ordered that the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention to assess existing to assess existing research on gun violence. The report compiled by the Institute of Medicine and National Research Council found that firearms are used defensively hundreds of thousands of times every year. According to the CDC, self-defense can be more important than crime deterrent. Recent CDC reports acknowledge that studies directly assessing the effects of actual defensive uses of guns have found consistently lower injury rates among gun-using crime victims compared with victims who used other self-protective mechanisms. These are inconvenient, uncomfortable truths, but they have to be said because, and we need to get the word out because the, the left and the media is not going to share these things. And the final one is concealed carry permit holders are not the problem, but they may be part of the solution. So noted criminologist John Lott found that as a group, concealed carry permit holders are some of the most law-abiding people in the United States. The rate at which they commit crimes generally and firearm crimes specifically is between one-sixth and one-tenth of that recorded for police officers who are themselves committing crimes at a fraction of the rate of the general public. Between 2007 and 2015, murder rates dropped 16% and violent crime rates dropped 18%, even though the percentage of adults with concealed carry permits rose 190%. Regression estimates show a significant association between increased permit ownership and a drop in the murder and violent crime rates. So, those are eight Stubborn facts that you won't hear from the left and the mainstream media regarding a gun and gun violence and gun control laws. So it's a quick and easy read. It's something that you can share with other people. It's things that you can keep in your hip pocket as people make objections or comment on gun control and use this. So I'll put a link to the where you can get the report. Go out, print it out, share it with people. Let people know what the truth is about about firearms and what how they actually make the the society safer and they don't do not are not related to increased gun violence or violence in nature so please do that share this podcast subscribe to it 
give me any comment, follow me on social media, do all those things to help spread the word and get the word out about what it is in terms of what our Second Amendment is and the importance of it. So that is it for this week. Take care, and I will talk to you next week.